0: Trenches podcast as I, Big Ben, or uh, as my co-hosts Doug and Tug like to call me Bug, I'm here today solo. Everybody's enjoying that last little bit of time off from the holidays, and uh, we just wanted to make sure we still got an episode out here let you all know that we are still watching football and raring to talk about it. Unfortunately, schedules, travel, not everybody was able to make it on today, but I do have a pack show for us here today, and uh, what better way to start off than with the news. I do have to say, though, our first story here is, uh, it's, it's sad, and I, I hate that I'm doing this alone on this episode. I'm hopeful that when we do all get back together, we'll be able to carve out some time to talk about the man, the legend, John Madden. Uh, He passed away today at time of recording uh, at the age of 85, unexpectedly early in the morning on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, just shortly after the premiere of uh, a tribute to him, really, uh, the all-Madden show on Fox. It premiered on Christmas. And I, unfortunately, was not able to see it. Uh, However, I did hear a lot of great things about it. And I'm definitely looking to find some time And a place to watch it. So if anybody has, you know, any inside tips on where I can find it, please, please, please let me know. I gotta say though, it'd be unfair to not at least say something about John Madden. You know, I am not a more seasoned adult like some of our listeners may be, and I don't remember him as a coach. You know, I never saw him coach the Raiders. Of course, winning Super Bowl eleven against the Vikings, I didn't see that when I was introduced to John Madden and how a lot of people were introduced to John Madden around my age was through his broadcasting. And he really carved out a name for himself in the booth, especially in the Turducken market doing the Thanksgiving day games. And then more than that, the Madden football games, you know, the game that bears his name. That's really where I was introduced to John Madden playing that game for hours when they start adding, you know, the, The play-by-play audio to the game he was the voice of the game, he wasn't just the name on it he was the voice of that game and even though he hasn't lended his voice to the game in several years it still bears his name and for that you know, there's not much else to say, his legacy will continue to live on Uh, John has talked on here several times about Madden head coach and I think there would be no better way to honor the man that, than to release another Madden head coach game, because head coaching was what John Madden did uh, in the NFL, and is how he made his name, how he became the announcer, how he became the video game. So there's so much more to say, and like I said, the next time the three of us are able to get together, we absolutely will have to carve out some time. To speak more on John Madden, although maybe i said everything there is for the three of us to say. I certainly don't think that's true, but when this news broke and when I'm recording, I haven't had a ton of time to really get into it. So that's kind of the big story, and it, it hurts to to lead off that way. There is some other news, though, and we'll start with the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars have already reached out about interviewing Byron Leftwich. Of course, we've talked about with the new CBA agreement, teams can start interviewing head coaching candidates in the final two weeks of the season if they have already fired their coach or they have notified him that he will not be back next season. The Jaguars obviously got rid of Urban Meyer a couple weeks ago. Byron Leftwich makes sense. It's a guy that all three of us said would make A ton of sense, if only to be a fan service deal there, right? Everybody would be interested and reinvested in seeing Byron Leflich coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a couple other NFL stories specifically linked to results of games, so we will get to those later. Don't you worry about that. Uh, you know, we, we've we made a joke that we always like to start the NFL news with a Bears segment here, but we're going to end it here. I thought about not putting this in here, but you know what? Nobody's on here to tell me not to. Robert Quinn is half a sack away with two games left from breaking the Bears record set by Richard Dent at 17.5. Robert Quinn is sitting at 17 total sacks on the season. Two games left, man. I hope he gets it and you can – bet. I will keep bringing it up, and I'm sure Doug will make it lead off the news uh, if it does happen in the next two weeks here. Moving on to some non-NFL pro news, Jackson Erdman, dirty dude himself, the quarterback of the winning People's Champion, Wild Aces of the FCF Season 1, will not be returning to the FCF. That is correct. He will not be returning because he's going to the European League of Football, the Elf, as I have called it a few times. I can't remember the uh, the city name, and shame on me for not looking it up, but he will be playing quarterback for the team – named the Vikings out there. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely something to look forward to. I wish him the best of luck. You know, we talked about him a little bit uh, around draft time as well. He participated in Minnesota's uh, uh, pro day because when he graduated college, I think he played D three, everything was so messed up. He didn't have a shot at going to the combine and maybe showing a little bit of what he could do. So Big props to Minnesota for giving them that opportunity to go up there and perform at the combine. There, I don't know if the ELF scouts saw it and said, "Hey, why don't you come play for us?" Or what? How this all kind of transpired. Uh, you know, Jersey dude, if you're listening, man, reach back out. I'd love to have you on the show. That's it for our NFL and non-NFL pro news. We're gonna move in to college news, and man, there've been uh, there've been at least two bowl games that should have taken place up to this point that have been canceled. And there are others that are being affected already that uh, teams are dropping out of being canceled altogether. The playoff committee have come out and said they're cool canceling playoff games and or the national championship if there's a COVID issue. So we made it through the regular season through uh, conference championship weekend through army Navy weekend. And now we're just getting into bowl season and it looks like COVID is rearing its ugly head. I know this is not uh, football related, but Team USA of the uh, uh, in hockey for the IIHF World Junior Championships, they just had to forfeit their game against Switzerland because of COVID issues among the team. It's just coming back. And I, I don't know to what extent this is going to continue. Uh, I I just hope that we don't run into another situation where all sports are going to be canceled again. So, I, man, I'm I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned. But there is some good news in college, too. Temple, they have a new coach, Stan Drayton, 50-year-old Cleveland native, who was most recently the A- HC running back assistant head coach, running backs coach, and he had one other position for the Texas Longhorns. We all know how that uh, turned out for Bijan Robinson, he was really the only good part of the Longhorns offense this season. And uh, Stan Drayton was a big part of that running backs coach, running game coordinator. Hey, you got to figure. He's, uh, he's definitely going to bring something to Temple they haven't seen in a while. They've been a really kind of uh, aired-out first team. So to bring in somebody that's going to be committed to putting the ball on the ground, running, and establishing the run, it could elevate Temple to a new level that they haven't sustained in quite some time. It should be no surprise that he's a running back coach and running game coordinator because he did play running back at D3 Allegheny College from 89 to 92, who was then hired as their running backs coach in 1993. They thought so much of him. He coached Carlos Hyde and Ezekiel Elliott at Ohio State before jumping on to take the running back coaching job with the Chicago Bears in 2015. And in 2016, Jordan Howard was second in the league in rushing yards behind only Ezekiel Elliott. So this dude knows what he's doing. It's definitely good things on the horizon for Temple, I think. So we'll just have to see how they're able to perform with what's absolutely going to be a new offense and a new look for them going into this next season. We also have uh, some eligibility news, some players here. Keaton Slovis, he's going to pit. He has two years of eligibility remaining, partially due to COVID. Uh, and then Jack Miller to Florida. The transfer portal is wide open. It's gonna be a crazy, uh, crazy next several months, honestly, because really we're just getting kicked off into this with bowl season going on still. It's uh, it's absolutely something that we're gonna to have to keep an eye on, and we will definitely be sure to keep you updated. Not a ton of news here, and without other people to bounce this off of, and we're uh, we're going pretty quick here, so. I guess there's nothing left to do but to get to all these fabulous, fabulous bowl games that we've had going on and see how our picks are looking. So let's get on into it. As we move into the back end of bowl season, the records currently stand Tug and I at 11 and 8, Doug at 10 and 9, and the BDT ratings, they're at 11 and 7. I do need to note the reason they have one less game is because we don't do ratings for the FCS, and the three of us pick the FCS singular bowl game, the Celebration Bowl between the HBCU conferences, and uh, that's what we're left with. So, really, the BDT ratings are just as good as Tug and I picking bowl games, and that's the beauty of bowl season even when you've got all the metrics, even when you think you've got it figured out. eh, Bowl season, it's just, it's something magical. It's almost like rivalry weekend every week, every single game, because you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know how these teams are going to perform. Case in point, according to our BDT rankings, Kent State was the favorite, and by some other metrics, they might have been the favorite as well. Doug and Tug went with Kent State. I went with Wyoming and the Idaho in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, pardon me, and Wyoming pulled it out. Moving we on, to the Chocolate Smoothie Frisco Cafe Frisco Bowl, I went with UTSA, and they were ranked higher in a few places. I think uh, San Diego State, I think, was prob- was higher in the uh, uh, in the playoff poll, but we had UTSA higher in our BDT ratings, and unfortunately. It was a little bit of bias on my part picking UTSA, and I was wrong. San Diego State pulled this one out. Doug and Tug picked up on that one. I won't lie about this next one, though. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Army versus Missouri. I picked Army simply because I'm not ever going to pick Missouri. Tug also picked Army, who won this one. And if you haven't seen how this game ended, Army kicks a field goal. There's a penalty on Missouri, they decline it, everybody's happy, everybody storms the field. Missouri, their kicker, had made three field goals, extra points, I don't remember exactly what it was, but then decided it'd be a good idea with a you know decent lead over Army to then give a random, horrible-looking salute in the middle of the field after making his field goal. Now, I don't know, that's, uh, that's borderline bulletin board material. Army went out there. They finished off the game nicely and beat the Tigers to win the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. The Frisco football classic between Miami of Ohio and the North Texas Mean Green. I went with the Mean Green. Doug and Tug went with Miami. They made the right call there. Another great game with a little bit of controversy, I think. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl between Florida and UCF. I... Can't pick UCF. And honestly, I didn't think they would be able to pull it out over Florida. But they were. And there were a few things that, again, I think I said it already, controversial. But UCF has been begging for this matchup for a while. So I do love that they were able to knock Florida off here. Bring them down a peg and say, see, we told you we're not the team that you think we are. I know it's a pretty meaningless ballgame. But you still love seeing this kind of thing happen in college football. We flipped back and forth between this one a few times at my father-in-law's house. Uh, This was on Saturday. There was uh, the Titans, I believe, were playing. Between those two games, we ended up watching the NFL game a little bit more. And uh, I didn't really get to see a ton of this. But what I did see, it looked like a great game. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't see more of it, if I'm being honest. So congrats to UCF there. And uh, if you're keeping track at home, at this point, the SEC was uh, 0-2 in uh, in bowl action. and We're going to talk about two more bowl games that the SEC was involved in. It doesn't get any better for them, I can tell you that much. We t- mentioned up top that there had been some canceled bowl games and teams pulling out of bowl games. Unfortunately... The Hawaii Bowl was one of those games. Memphis, man, that was – I was looking forward to that on Christmas Eve. It was the only game on Christmas Eve or the only, only show in town. And uh, it was canceled. And we did not get to see Hawaii versus Memphis. The trophy went to Memphis. They got to take it home. The game technically didn't count. Memphis finishes 500 on the season. It's their first uh, first time not having a winning season or above 500 season, I guess, in uh, four or five. As I think it's closer to six or seven years, honestly. Disappointing for the team, but after all the adversity they had gone through this season, a great uh, great finish for them. They got to get a trip to Hawaii and didn't have to play a football game and risk getting injured. I will say, though, and there's a, there's one other game that's been canceled uh, that should have happened already. The SDCCU Holiday Bowl, UCLA versus NC State. UCLA pulled out hours before kickoff. Now, I, I bring that up because those two games have been hard canceled. They're not happening. The biggest thing I have is that there there's all kinds of opinions when you hear a player opting out of a bowl game. And I understand both sides of it. Personally, who am I to say no? You absolutely have to play in this bowl game that nobody's going to remember or care about in two years because you're on the team, even though you're one hit away from ruining potential career in the NFL. I'm not. I'm, I'm not all about that. I do understand that it's turning your back on your team. I get that line of thinking. I don't completely disagree with it either, but it, it's. It's despicable and disappointing that these guys, Calvin Austin's one of them, and he got nothing but love and support from Memphis. And I applaud uh, the Memphis fans who I have borderline pulled my hair out over dealing with them all year. I, I applaud all the support that they showed Calvin Austin when he just made the decision to not participate in the Hawaii Bowl. But I bring this up specifically because he made this post And other players do the same thing when they make these decisions. They make these posts, long, drawn out, heartwarming about how much the team and the program has meant to them during their time in college as a football player, their development for the pros. And then for these games to ultimately not happen, anybody that's received all that hate has done it for no reason because these games that didn't matter didn't happen and there's still people that are going to spit in their face and say horrible, awful things about them. As much as I hate seeing these bowl games canceled, it does kind of make me laugh a little bit that these people get so upset as fans that their guys aren't going to play in these games when in reality they ultimately don't matter. Nobody will remember, and it doesn't get much better than these people getting mad And the game not happening, right? Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm jaded here, right? That being said, there were some other games that happened that we picked. And the next one in line here is Western Michigan against Nevada at the quick lane bowl. And uh Doug and I, man, we, we look like geniuses here. We picked Western Michigan. Tug went with Nevada, and hey. That just helped uh, help mine and Doug's record there, right? Tickets more to smarter, Birmingham Bowl. We were unanimous on this one. Houston against Auburn, and Houston did pull this out in a four point victory, seventeen to thirteen, maybe a seventeen to fourteen. It was only a three point victory. Uh, either way, Western or Houston pulls this out, and I, I, I'm going to come back to Houston in a second here. The Surf Pro First Responders Bowl, Air Force versus Louisville. Doug took Louisville, the two Air Force guys. Naturally, we took the Air Force Academy. Doug, tug being a alum of the Air Force Academy. He had to take them. And uh I also did not get to see this one, but I did see some of the uh the reaction to it, I guess I should say. And John was uh John was a little concerned that the Academy. The Falcons, they were going to blow it in the end. They were able to hold on, pull this one out earlier today. And uh, as much as he hates Troy Calhoun winning his coach at the Air Force Academy, getting the job done, could they have gone undefeated? Eh, maybe. Definitely, you know, only losing two games games—it's definitely within the realm of possibility. Who knows? This is still a very good team. Great way to finish the season off by beating Louisville there at the first responders bowl. And then we traveled to Memphis here. Texas Tech going up against Mississippi State. And, uh, man, I, I kind of shit on Texas Tech because they, they have not looked like a good team pretty much all year. And I, I'm, I'm going to stand here and eat crow. this team was amazing. I don't know where they've been. I don't know what they've been doing. But this is the team that beat Houston to open the season. This team that went out there and dismantled Mississippi State, if they would have played like this all season, a one-loss Houston is ranked much higher than they ended up being. And if Houston had pulled that game out and Texas Tech had played well all season, we might have been having a conversation of the winner of the American Athletic Conference potentially getting into the college football playoff, whether it was Houston or Cincinnati. Houston had an amazing season. Texas Tech, I I don't know what they need to do. They just need to figure out how to sustain their success. Uh, oh, by the way, with uh, Houston beating Auburn and Texas Tech beating Mississippi State, the mighty, all-powerful SEC sending all but one team to a bowl game shows just how weak the bottom of that conference is. They're 0-4 in bowl games so far, and aside from Auburn, They have not looked fantastic at all. They haven't looked great. Haven't looked good. Haven't, you know, they've looked competitive certainly. But man, I it's it's a rough look for the SEC right now. The only other game that we picked, like I said, Holiday Bowl was canceled hours, hours before kickoff, and I got I gotta say, shame on you UCLA for that. Really, that's just that's mm, that's low. I gotta say though, the last bowl game that we had picked on our last episode, uh, because this will air after the game takes place, is the guaranteed rate bowl, Western Michigan versus Minnesota. Doug and I took the Golden Gophers. Actually, Tug did it as well. It's uh it's unanimous here. And currently, with eight forty-eight left in the second, Minnesota is up eight to six. And uh, I got to say, PJ Fleck, I'm, I'm really pulling for you here in this one for no other reason than I don't want all three of us to be wrong. Oh, and I don't want the BDT Trench Ratings to also be wrong. We do have a bunch of new games to pick from here. So I'm going to go through these, kind of give a little bit of highlights where I think I can, where I think it's worth it. And uh, we'll kind of go from there and we'll eventually, I promise, get into some NFL uh, games that have happened. But all that in due time. Our new game's coming up. The new era pinstripe bowl, ironically, is the first one. That's Maryland versus Virginia Tech. Doug and I are going with Maryland. Tug is going with Virginia Tech. The one thing that I got a question about Virginia Tech, and they were able to still get bowl eligible and all this. I I just, man. With an interim head coach, this is really trial by fire, uh, especially when he's an interim head coach because of a firing, not because he left, you know, Justin Fuente left for a better job. I, I don't know that Virginia Tech's going to be able to pull this out. I don't have a ton of faith in Maryland either, though. I think Doug definitely took this because Maryland is the Big Ten team. Uh, I really took this because I just don't have faith in Virginia Tech. Moving on to the Cheez-It Bowl. Clemson versus Iowa State. We all took Clemson. I mean, it's still Dabo Sweeney. It's still his team. At the end of the day, that's got to mean something, right? Next up, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Oregon versus Oklahoma. I'm going with Oregon. Doug and Tugger going with Oklahoma. I I have a hard time going with Oklahoma uh, with their coach leaving in the middle of the season or at the end of the season here. Uh, A lot of questions surrounding this program. I I know Spencer Rattler leaving kind of makes sense just because he needed a change of scenery, right? Caleb Williams has really taken the reins of this team. I just, I don't know. I feel like Oregon, I think they've got some magic in them. And I think Oklahoma's the better team. But Oregon, I don't know. Quack, quack. The Dukes-Mayo between North Carolina and South Carolina. This is beautiful that we get a rivalry in a bowl game, which makes this even more unpredictable. Doug and I are going with South Carolina. Tug is going with North Carolina. I got to say I'm going to stick with South Carolina. I'm going to stick with that pick. Uh, But the SEC has not fared well, and South Carolina is an SEC team. However, North Carolina is not a football school. And I know they're trying to be. I know Sam Howell is supposed to be this guy that's you know going to help really turn the corner of them becoming more than just a basketball school. I just don't think they're there yet. South Carolina is not as much of a football school as the rest of the SEC either, but they're still more of a football school than North Carolina. So I'm going to stick with South Carolina. I just don't feel very confident in this one at all the TransPerfect Music City Bowl, so this one is Tennessee versus Purdue, and the volunteers get to go a few hours west and play in Nashville. Essentially a home game for them. All of us are taking Purdue, though. This team has been sneaky good all season, and Tennessee has been very, very bad all season. Purdue, it's it's pretty easy. It's if you've watched college football, you know why we're going with Purdue. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, getting into our New Year's Six Bowl games. Pitt versus Michigan State. Doug is going with Michigan State. Tug and I are going with Pitt. I got to imagine we're taking Kenny Pickett over Kenneth Walker third. Doug is doing the inverse here. I don't know. I think Pitt's going to be able to stop that run game. I don't know that Michigan State's going to be able to stop that, that pass game. It's something they've struggled with all year, even that game against Michigan, where they were able to contain the Michigan offense and Kenneth Walker III was able to run all over the Michigan defense. The passing game, they still struggled to defend heavily. When you got a guy like Kenny Pickett slinging the ball on the other team, it's going to be very tough for them to stay in this one. Next up, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin versus Arizona State. I again, Arizona State, they're just kind of meh. Everybody's going Wisconsin here. It just it makes sense, right? Next up, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Wake Forest against Rutgers. Tug's going with Rutgers. I don't know why he even says for absolutely no reason. The, Doug and I are going with Wake Forest. I think it's pretty obvious. Wake Forest is just the better team, but again, it's a bowl game. You never really know what's going to happen here. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl: Washington State versus Central Michigan. Doug and Tug are going with Central Michigan. I'm gonna go with Wazoo. I want to see what this game's all about. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I I can't get mad at that one, right? Next up, we got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. This is getting into our college football playoff games here. First up, number three in the BDT trench rankings. Trench ratings, sorry. Cincinnati versus number five in the BDT trench ratings. Alabama. Doug is going with Alabama. I respect the pick. I understand the pick. You don't pick against Brady in the playoffs. You don't pick against Alabama. Tug and I, screw it. We're going with Cincy, trusting in the rating system. I think a little bit on Tug's end. On my end, I'm going to go with the little guy here. I think they might be able to surprise Alabama if they're able to do it long enough and they're able to hold up long enough. Something I think they learned uh, learned from their mistakes last year against Georgia. I think they're going to be able to hold on, finish this game out, and shock the world and head to the college football playoffs national championship game. I'm absolutely hoping for it. Not fully expecting it, but I expect it enough that I am confidently taking Cincinnati with my pick here. Our other playoff game, the Capital One Orange Bowl, Georgia, number one in our rankings as well, going against number two, Michigan. Again, number two in the BDT Trench ratings. Doug and I going with Georgia. I don't think, even if Michigan was the better school, Doug would be able to force himself to go with Georgia, or go with Michigan, rather. Georgia's defense has been amazing. I am a full fledged subscriber to the conspiracy that they threw that game against Alabama solely to get two SEC teams into the college football playoff. They're not going to do it when all the cards are on the table if it does end up being them against Alabama. I think it will be a completely different game that Georgia will dominate, and I think Georgia is going to dominate Michigan in this game as well. That said, Tug is going with Michigan, and I don't think that's a horrible pick either. They've looked fantastic, especially here down the stretch the last few weeks of the season, including the Big Ten championship game. I think Georgia's going to have the answer to stop them, though, with all the extra time to prepare and that already stout defense. It's absolutely going to be something exciting to see, exciting to watch. I can't wait for it. These these two playoff games, I think, are the most excited I've been for the college football playoffs in a while. While it does look rather chalk in one game, Cincinnati being in the college football playoff, a group of five-team being in the playoff here. It adds an intrigue to me that is definitely going to keep me invested and more invested in this game even than the Georgia-Michigan game, if I'm being completely honest. Overall, I mostly just don't want an all-SEC championship game. I am kind of surprised the committee didn't give us the rematch uh, earlier in the first round of the playoffs here, but It is what it is, and I guess we're just going to have to live with it and work with it. Now, we've talked about the FCS and their playoffs, their real playoffs, by the way. That championship game for the FCS playoffs is not going to happen until January 8th. So I think we'll even record at least one more episode before this game takes place, if not two. It's North Dakota State versus Montana State. Doug and I are both taking the Bison Tug, he's taking Montana State in this one. I don't know anybody's rationale. I'm sure we're going to talk about this game more. Don't think we're forgetting about it. All I'm going to do right now is give you the picks. I'm sure we'll get into this game a little bit more as we get closer to that championship game. As a reminder, our regular season college game of the week champion picker was Doug at 29-12 and 12. championship week. I went 6-4 and four and won that one. It was just a head-to-head between me and Doug, by the way. Army-Navy week, we went 0-3 combined. Nobody picked Navy. It was quite impressive to see. Uh, and then, as far as these bowls are shaking out, me and Tug are neck-and-neck. Neck. The BDT trench ratings, man, they've been keeping up just as well as we have. Doug, he's not even that far behind. As much as there's not parity college football there's a level of unpredictability that even though the NFL tends to match it from time to time the unexpectedness of how some of this stuff I think is unmatched in the NFL and I think part of that's because of the volume the sheer number of games that happen every week part of it also is you can't script it. you can't even think of all the possible outcomes College football truly is beautiful. And while I still prefer these little spring leagues that pop up, or, you know, old reliable, the NFL, 99% of the time, man, you got to love college football. We've talked about it enough, though. We haven't picked NFL games to watch or players to watch in a while, but there are plenty of games that we have been keeping an eye on that have some crazy things have happened we're going to get right into that. Sit tight. The NFL. No, I promise you we did not forget about the NFL. And uh, to that end, there have been some pretty good games that have gone on the past week here. Really going back to last week, you know, we forgot to mention it, but the, the Cardinals losing to the Detroit Lions and the that puts the Jaguars in sole possession of the number one overall pick again. Truly amazing stuff going on in the NFL right now. Just a crazy season. I, I I don't know. The NFL has been hard to really put a finger down on the pulse of what is going on in this league right now. But game-wise, Cleveland losing a heartbreaker 22-24 to 24 in Green Bay. They're probably knocked out of the playoffs with the way that the AFC is shaking out right now. There were some, uh, some questionable calls, one in particular. A phantom false start against the Cleveland Browns where the Green Bay Packers clearly jumped off sides, the ball was snapped, Baker Mayfield dropped back, was rearing up to pass, and then the play was blown dead. I've never seen anything like it, and obviously I have a lot of bias against the Packers here, but that was, that was just bad. Uh, Add to it the final interception that Baker Mayfield throws. He threw four picks in this one, by the way. Throws a pick late, the fourth one of the game. And there's a lot of people saying it it shouldn't have been a pick. It should have been pass interference. I, I don't know that I can fully get behind it. I completely switched off of this game as soon as that happened. I did not care. Didn't want to see any more of it. It made me sick. Watching the Packers win, just... Disgusting. The Packers have walked up the NFC North. Uh, they're currently in first place in the NFC. But second place in the NFC, man, it's it's tight. The Dallas Cowboys currently possess second place. However, everybody else is 10-4. The Packers are 11-3. It's going to be interesting to see how the season finishes up. I'll talk a little bit more about the Cowboys this week here in a minute. Some other interesting games that happened this week. You know, we mentioned the Cardinals that just dropped a game to the Lions. Then they turn around and drop one to the Colts. The Broncos, by the way, they dropped one to the Raiders. Both the Colts and the Raiders, they've been uh, up and down teams. And we we joke always about the Raiders and their midseason collapse. But could the Colts and Raiders potentially be playoff threats? If the Colts want to have a shot, they're going to have to be able to rely on their run game And that defense is going to have to step up. Sam Ellinger is going to have to take a start for him upcoming this week. Carson Wentz has been ruled out uh, with COVID protocol here. Being unvaccinated, he does not have a chance to get back into the game. I don't think – I did see something pop up real recently here about an update to the COVID protocol, where even if you've tested positive but are asymptomatic, you won't won't have to be – you know, subjected to 10 days. I, I, I'm I not sure. Either way, it's it's looking like the Colts are going to have to roll with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Could be very interesting there. Colts-Raiders, man. I, I don't know what to say about these teams. I don't know how they're going to continue on here. It's going to be interesting to see. That's absolutely for sure. Our next game, the Ravens and the Bengals here. Bengals win this one 41-21, and Joe Burrow broke the franchise passing record in this game here. Absolutely monster performance by Joey B. The Bengals, man, they're another team. They've been really hot, or they've been really cold. There's really no middle ground there for the Bengals. Overcoming the injury to Joe Mixon, getting a- being able to get this one done, but it's worth noting the Ravens were without their weapon. Their number one player, Lamar Jackson, Still dealing with some injury issues. I don't know. I don't know where this really puts the Ravens. I don't know how much stock you want to put in the Bengals either. Interesting times for both teams, especially here down the stretch. Last but not least, oh, I take that back second to last here. We got the Dolphins beating the Saints 20-3. to The Saints who, if you remember right, shut out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers the week before. Uh, trend continues, though. Unable to actually get into the end zone. Only got a field goal. That's uh, eight straight quarters without a touchdown for the Saints. Don't know what's going on there, but uh, it caught up to them in this one. The Dolphins win, and it continues a win streak. After winning their first game of the season, uh, they would go to 1-7. and seven. Now, seven weeks after that, they're eight and seven. They've won seven in a row. They're the first team in NFL history to lose seven games and follow it up with eight straight wins. So they went zero you know one and seven, but really zero and seven, and then seven and zero. First team in NFL history to do that feat. And uh, if they win these next two, very 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 likely that they will find their way into the playoffs. Although if they don't. You can bet we're going to be giving it to Tug for a good hot minute here. Uh, last, you know, I feel like the Cowboys against the Washington football team, you know, it's one of the great rivalries in the NFL. Uh, I'm biased. I, I do think Bears-Packers is bigger, but I understand that this is a huge rivalry as well. Washington, you know, they imitation of the greatest form of flattery.
1: They brought their ben-
0: benches down to Dallas as well, the same way the Cowboys did when they went to FedEx Field. And uh, it did not help the uh, Washington football team at all. A fight broke out on the sidelines. They got absolutely dismantled. 53-14, to 14, I want to say. It might have been 56-14. It's the most points Dallas has ever scored in a football game. Just absolutely unbelievable. I don't think Dak Prescott even played the entire second half. There were a lot of starters on both sides of the ball for the Cowboys there. Really helped the team out, made them look uh, really just unbeatable. And you got to wonder, if the Packers do drop one of these next two games and the Cowboys are able to run the table, What's where would you want to play less? I, I got to figure you, nobody wants to play in the frozen tundra just because it is so cold up in green Bay, Wisconsin, but I, I don't know that I want to face the Cowboys in Dallas either. Certainly they're going to be hosting at least the first round of the playoffs if they were to start tomorrow. And, uh, you know, either way, they are going to be hosting a game. They have claimed the NFC East title with this win and, I don't know. I, I, man, I, at risk of sounding like a Cowboys fan, this might be the year for the Cowboys. They might be back, and they might be taking the Super Bowl this year. I, I don't want to cut, you know, fully commit to them being my pick. We're gonna see how the playoffs shake out, how the playoff bracket looks, so to speak. Uh, and at that point, then I might, uh, I still might stick with the Cowboys. We'll just have to wait and see. That's really it from the NFL. I know, I know we haven't been talking about it a ton, we really turned it into a college football show, especially this time of year. But, man, you know, it's just good to be able to get something out there for everybody to listen to. And we hope you all have enjoyed your holidays. We wish you all a happy new year. And I hope your team does better next year than it did this year. Uh, unless you're a Green Bay fan, then I hope they lose every game in 2022. That's my, that's my hope. <laughs> we do have some links for you to go follow us on social media. Facebook.com backslash BDTFootball. You can also just search for Big Dudes in the Trenches on Facebook and find us there. Go check us out on Twitter, at BDTFootball. Instagram, BDT underscore football. We got a website, too. Uh, I I talked about writing my Bears re, uh, reviews reactions. Uh, kind of slowly getting through the backlog here of different things that I've written. Um, I'll I'll get I'll get the most recent one up. I I haven't covered this past week. I was unable to really watch the full game, so I haven't completely decided what I'm going to do there. I might just do the last three weeks together. Once I am also done traveling, we'll just have to wait and see. But you can find that and other things at bigdudesinthetrenches.com, bdtfootball.com. Sorry, screwed that one up. It is bdtfootball.com. If you want to ask us a question, send it to mailbox at bdtfootball.com. And, you know, I don't have any jokes. I don't have any snapple facts. It's been interesting doing this episode by myself. Let me know what you think. Please hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in our mailbox, whatever you got to do. And if you want to get more BDT content, you want to get access to our full trench rating system, go to patreon.com backslash BDT football, subscribe, sign up, we'll get you access to it. And you can look through the whole thing, see what we really think about where teams are ranked, who's the better team, who's the better offense, who's the better defense. Who's the better conference? I can tell you this much right now: it doesn't look like it's the SEC. Well, with that, nothing left to say except these South Girls Scout. you not have a good one.